The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. It was evening on the day Jesus rose from the dead, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. As I said, we're at this feast of this uh, great feast of Pentecost, um, often considered the birthday of our church. And a central figure of this feast is the Holy Spirit. We hear about the great things done at the, through through the Holy Spirit um, when the disciples of our Lord allowed themselves to be His instruments. Now we've been reflecting on the Holy Spirit for a few weeks now, and we saw two weeks ago how Jesus referred to the Holy Spirit as an advocate. We all need advocates, someone who's maybe um, having to defend themselves in court uh, needs an advocate, even even if they're a lawyer, they need an advocate, someone who is an expert in the law, who knows how the court system works, can see the bigger picture and help them uh, and help defend them. Now in life, we face all kinds of different trials, all kinds of different challenges that can make, it, make us feel like we need to defend ourselves. And so we, too, need an advocate, someone who can see the bigger picture, someone who knows how life works and can help guide us. We also imagined what life might be like with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Even if we don't have the gifts memorized, we know that with these gifts of the Holy Spirit, it's easier to recognize the presence and work of our Lord in our lives and in our world. These gifts of the Holy Spirit, they promise to increase our capacity to love, to love the way that God loves, and to uh, better love others, God, and His creation. These gifts of the Holy Spirit promise to give us the courage and strength needed to truly live as disciples of our Lord. And so, who couldn't use with these gifts of the Holy Spirit? Who couldn't use a little more wisdom or understanding in their lives? The problem, though, is that there are some obstacles that get in the way, some obstacles that kind of go against the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We took a look at the gift, of, the, sorry, the obstacle of ignorance that uh, those, the, the, in moments when we um, are just unaware of the Holy Spirit or how the Holy Spirit can work in our lives and world. 
Another obstacle is uh, the obstacle of, of indifference, of maybe being so caught up in the pressures of life that we just forget about the Holy Spirit altogether. There's also the obstacle of intimidation. When we hear of the lives of those saints touched by the Holy Spirit and many of the great feats that they did, sometimes even being called to martyrdom, that can be intimidating. Uh, we don't always want to be called to and led uh, in the directions that they have been taken. And there's the obstacle of unbelief as well, of just thinking that there are some places or people or situations where the Holy Spirit just could never be at work. These obstacles, they go against the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and they get in the way of us receiving those gifts of the Holy Spirit. But then we get to that day of Pentecost. This really is a day when the world changed, and it's never stopped since. It's from that moment forward, uh, onward, when, when the disciples received the gifts of the Holy Spirit, that they were finally able to go out into the world and proclaim the good news. It's empowered by the Holy Spirit. The Christians have been able to constantly take a look at the, who is a human person and how we are called to love others. We're still working on that one, of course. So the, the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit that Christians have gone throughout the world and built hospitals and schools and food banks and all kinds of services to make the world a better place, not just for Christians, but for everyone. Pentecost is a day when the world started to change, and we're still in that moment now. And we see that if Jesus is the one who redeems us, if Jesus is the one who brings about the forgiveness of sins, opens up the gates of heaven, and reveals to us the love of God, it's the Holy Spirit that starts the work of restoring creation. It's the Holy Spirit that starts to bring healing into our world where it's needed, and we certainly need lots of that. Pentecost is also a very practical day, too, because we see that the disciples right away, instead of hiding away or just thinking about God or um, uh, talking about God, they, they actually go out and start making a difference in our world. And so for us today, we may reflect on how do we live with the Holy Spirit? How are we called to live practically with the gifts of the Holy Spirit? And there are some lessons we can learn about this from Pentecost. First, we see that the Holy Spirit comes and gives the gifts to the disciples when the time is right. Now, last week, we reflected on this time of waiting between the Ascension and Pentecost, and in some ways, we're kind of like that. And those disciples, after they see Jesus ascend into heaven, and he gives them a very simple direction to, uh, to go and wait in Jerusalem. And what the disciples did, they didn't each go to their own homes. No, we're told that they prayed continually in the temple. They used that time of waiting as a time of prayer, a time of remaining open to the Holy Spirit, and they spent that time as a united church. That's what they did in that time. But when the time was right, they were given the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We saw on that day of that first Pentecost, there was a great feast happening in Jerusalem at that time. Uh, Some estimate that there were maybe 180,000 visitors from all over the place um, that had come to Jerusalem, each speaking different languages. That's a perfect time for the gift of tongues. 
Our readers often don't like the readings for this week because there's a list of all the places that the visitors to Jerusalem were from. That's a perfect time for the gift of tongues, to, for the Holy Spirit to grant to the disciples um, uh, knowledge of all the languages of, of uh, the guests that were visiting Jerusalem so that they could share with them all the good news of Jesus died and risen. <clears throat> We still see the gift of tongues today through our church, because there is no nation or language in which our, uh, our church is unable to go and share the good news. And even after this Feast of Pentecost, we see the Holy Spirit at work through the disciples. They uh, were able to do healing. They received the gift of healing and the gift of preaching. Gifts that still continue today. So the question that we can ask today is, how do we tell when the time is right to receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit? How can we know that? And a quick answer to that is when opportunity presents itself. When the, when the opportunity is presented, the time is right for the Holy Spirit. And that time really is now. It never went away. In this place and time, we're probably one of the most comfortable people the world has ever seen. Yeah, we've just gone through an annoying pandemic. Uh, we're facing different anxieties because of inflation and the rise of cost of living, but we're still pretty comfortable people for the most part. But at the same time, there are some really big problems in our world, too. There's divides, uh, political divides, economic divides, divides between those who have and those who don't. We see a rise in cases of suicide and depression. We see all these things here. These are all opportunities for us to call on the Holy Spirit and receive his gifts. And in each one of our lives, opportunities are coming up all the time. Here in our church, there's areas where we always need help. In your workplace, in your home, in schools. These are all opportunities for us to call on the Holy Spirit and receive his gifts. We have all indeed received gifts from the Holy Spirit. I know it may not always be as obvious as the gift of tongues, but we have received his gifts. Sometimes fear can get in the way. We're afraid of maybe not being enough, not having enough, of being called to do too much. And an antidote to this is to think of the words of Jesus to the disciples. He promised that with the Holy Spirit, his disciples would do greater things than he. That's tough to imagine. How can, how can the followers do, do more great works than our Lord? And yet that's with the Holy Spirit, that's exactly what happened. Jesus only had one voice, but through the disciples, he's able to speak through the whole world, then and now. And so we have no need to fear. We're not alone. And we can do great things with the help of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we throw our, throw our cares before you. Like children, we seek you, knowing that our doubts and fears don't scare you. When we are anxious, send us your peace. When surrounded by conflict, send us your healing. Come, Holy Spirit, take our cares and grant us your gifts so our words and our very lives would reflect the love of Jesus, in whose name we offer this prayer. Amen.